You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name's Jeff. I will uh, be kicking things off today, but I'm not your host. Joining the studio with me, I've got Neil, Matt, and Ken. How you guys doing? We're great. What's up? I was What's speaking up? for everyone when I said we're great. No, but I... we are great, though. Yeah. I think we're, we're you know, skipping across the fields of lilies <laughs> and tulips and uh, right before this recording. Yeah. I had a big breakfast, so I'm a little a little tired, lethargic. What did you eat? You said it was some confetti pancakes? There was confetti. Well, you just it's regular pancakes, but the confetti falls from the so, ceiling when you order. It's regular it's pancakes sprinkles? with hunks of plastic in it. <laughs> Is it like Salt Bay, but confetti bay? Yeah, the, the confetti. I'm uh, so sick of seeing that guy. I know, and he keeps getting restaurants, and I hear his meat is terrible. So stupid. Yeah. Everything he does is stupid. Speaking of restaurants, Sorry. Neil, you had an interesting experience last night. Yeah, I went to a restaurant that uh, changed their serving method where you have the QR code. Now they don't the, serve you. They don't serve you. So you get the QR code, which a lot New of places method. did for the pandemic. But this place, when you order, you pay on your phone, and then someone will bring the food out to you. So it really isn't a server, except for a person who gives you water and, and whatnot, and then they bring out your, your food or drinks. And uh, we got some water when we first got there, but when we ordered our food, we had no water for the entire hour and a half that we were there. A and disaster. so we said, hey, can we have some more water? And like, yeah, yeah, we'll be right there. Never came. Our waiter, our guy who's bringing out our food. <laughs> food, runner. At, food, food runner. Food he, runner. He sat at the bar and was drinking his own beer, uh, oh. not tending tables. Uh, and then I was like, you know, I'm just going to order water from the app. So I had to put in my credit card, ordered three waters. Which were all zero dollars. Which so were all zero dollars. You had to tip 15% on zero dollars. I had to tip. Uh, which is zero. Yeah. Which is zero. So I ordered it. And then uh, about 10 minutes later, the runner came out with all our water. And it was looking a little confused and then gave it to the table next to us. <laughs> uh, so we asked for more water. Never came. Yeah. Well, you already had three waters. Yeah, right. We had three empty glasses. And then uh, at the end, uh, my friend wanted to order a cannoli. And they said, well, the kitchen closes in five minutes, but you'll get your cannoli. Do you want a regular one or a Nutella? He goes, well, I don't really like Nutella. I just want a regular one. All right, great. Uh, make sure you put in the order on the app. It'll come out. He ordered it. 20 minutes go by. Didn't come out. We look over by the bartender, and the bartender's eating a cannoli, and we're like, mm-hmm. I think that's your cannoli. And he said, well, let me ask. And he said, hey, I just ordered cannoli. hasn't come out yet. All right, we'll, we'll bring it out. We're sorry. And then all of a sudden, it comes out, and the chef goes, we're all out of regular cannolis, but hopefully you're okay with a Nutella cannoli. And he felt so bad, he took it, and he ate it. So the bartender ate his cannoli, Did too. Did he offer to regurgitate it and provide it to He him? regurgitated it in feed my him, mouth. Feed him like a, a baby bird. Like a baby bird. Yeah, because I said, I don't like Nutella by itself, but if it's chewed up in someone's <laughs> mouth, I'll take it. 
Goodness gracious. Yeah. So there you go. So that so enjoy your Nutella, everyone. Let's get to the today's sponsor, Nutella. <laughs> your regurgitated <laughs> Nutella, the only way. Uh, so yeah, let's get to our uh, our guest here, Jeff. Yeah, let's move away from that. <laughs> uh, I don't even know how to segue, but uh, well, it's the Battle of the Carolinas today. It is the Battle of the Carolinas. Uh, thank you for that, Neil. Uh, today's guest is going to be Tom Sargent from Aiken, South Carolina. He's a rules guy impersonator. Uh, why don't you tell us uh, about yourself, Tom? How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, um, like you said, I'm from Aiken, South Carolina. I've been here about 20 years. Uh, my background is chemical engineering, but right now I own a sawmill, and then my side hustle is a liquor store that I own. And it doesn't know. sound real, but it's <laughs> very. This is like a very Ron Swanson yeah. vibe. Exactly. So I um, but my favorite things to do are I coach high school girls soccer, varsity girls soccer. Um, we've won two state championships, but the most exciting thing is I just got married in January. So still still enjoying that. And, um, my youngest child just graduated from college. So awesome. A lot of good things. Tom has a very, a lot of good things are happening. So that's why you've been a patron for so long. You haven't been on the show. You've been busy dominating South Carolina. It seems like, right. Right. That's right. And you have a free supply of liquor for all these celebrations, which is great. <laughs> That's right. Well, not free. Yeah, I'm the most popular, uh, <laughs> right. popular parent at Clemson the... University right now, I think. Can't just give the stuff oh, yeah. away. Well, the yes. Tigers. Congratulations for everything. That's awesome. And another person who's doing great things? Absolutely. Would be our host coming to us from Raleigh, North Carolina, Savage Superstar, Caitlin Joyce Sine. How are you doing, Caitlin? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Nice to have you back. Welcome I think back we got a hyphen show. in that last name since oh, the last yeah. time we uh, talked to you. Congratulations. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, similarly to Tom, I got married in October. Big, um, big time for so weddings. Hence the last name change. Um, it's also funny, too, because I am also a chemical engineer. Oh, wow. No way. <laughs> Random. So, Weird. Although now I just work for a pharmaceutical company now, so. Do you own any not. liquor stores also? I, I do not. Not yet. Okay, uh, yeah. got it. No, that's and not I my And I definitely still see, see room in your future to coach uh, someone to a state championship. Doesn't have to be girls yeah. soccer, but. Right, it could be anything. Could be quiz bowl team. It could be real tennis, which is a thing we learned about and might talk about later. Yeah. Yes, we'll have to talk about that later. <laughs> All right, Tom. So uh, we said that we're going to be a team today. Uh, and uh, since you're living the best of times, why don't we be the best of teams? I like it. I and, like it. Uh, since uh, it's me and Matt against the best of teams, we'll be the worst of teams. So it was the best of teams versus the worst of teams. Yeah, also, we we're the worst team. We are still we are the worst, the worst team, team yeah. statistically. It's okay. I still have some pretty great expectations for this game. Uh, Thank you. you. But the only, yeah, I was to say the only way to get the game started, though, cities. You got to find out. <laughs> the rules of the game are simple: twenty questions split into two rounds, worth ten points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. I am the cream, yeah, the cream of the crop. That didn't fit with the joke. That's fine. <laughs> Do we get we got the rules, Reed? We got right? the rules. Okay. Yeah. okay, let's go. Let's do it. Toss it over to Caitlin. 
Somebody toss it to Caitlin. Person just is like, oh, okay. I just did. I'm All trying right. to move this train forward, people. <laughs> you guys are stuck in the mud. All right. Move so the train also, forward. Also, uh, fun the fact, and you guys may hate this. Um, it's my birthday today. As happy birthday! Yo, happy birthday! <laughs> so, um, hold on. We have I sound made effects. an entire set of questions <laughs> on things I like. So you guys are gonna hate this. <laughs> no, this will be great. Well, maybe there'll be some chemical engineering questions. It might be. We'll find out. <laughs> Question number one, which is going to be in the category of literature. Um, what author of historical romance novels has seen her Bridgerton series adapted for Netflix by Shonda Rhimes? So we need the author of the original mm -hmm. series. There's no way. There's no way. No. So Stephanie Meyer? <laughs> her, her successful follow-up? Yeah. There's no way. This yeah. is her uh, Twilight future fic, right? Is that prequel i have no idea there's horses in it maybe who wrote black beauty is it the same person <laughs> i don't we're gonna so. say stephanie meyer okay. uh tom do you know this one at all i really don't okay the I only really i've seen the show a little bit i know that the main character narrator is lady whistledown but i, I couldn't tell you the name of the actual author <laughs> uh, and i know all the actors in it but uh do you want to just say lady whistledown there you go love it all right, we're starting off strong here. <laughs> um, the correct answer is Julia Quinn. Okay. Mm, uh, medicine woman. Lady Whistledown is a character or something, right? Yep. Okay, good. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that, that is like the narrator that Julie Andrews voices in That's the right. show. Okay. Um, all right, so I'm going to switch it up now, and we're going to go into science. <laughs> um, so question number two. What are the comb-like fibrous plates used as a filter feeding system by humpback and blue whales, among others? I can picture exactly what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I think they named a net after it. And I think I, that's the only way I would have it. Punicello? Meh. Volleyball? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll lock in with something just to move it along here because uh, it's not really coming to me, though. So... I'm at a blank. This is this is a tough one. Um, is there a kids version of this game we can play instead? <laughs> a teen, <Really>? teen, uh, <laughs> teen, teen triviality. Teen triviality. <laughs> Explain it to us like so, we're five. So, <laughs> yeah. so, far, so far we know that Caitlin likes uh, Bridgerton and Wales. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty good pair. Uh, I'm going to take a cue from uh, one of Ken's favorite filmmakers, Mel Brooks from Spaceballs, and say uh, we're going to comb for the answer and we ain't found <laughs> So... <laughs> All right, we're just going to say uh, bristles because, yeah, and I, I can picture what you're talking about. I just yeah. can't remember the scientific term. Uh, yeah, so this is, there are two categories of whales. There are tooth whales, and then there are this fibrous item. It's baleen whales, and oh. those are the ones that eat krill and everything. Oh, okay. Oh, so. that's what that famous... The word krill kept coming into my head, and I was yeah. like, no, that's what they're eating. Oh, they're eating yep. krill? Yeah, mm -hmm. they're just eating a massive amount of teeny, teeny, tiny mm -hmm. little... Little organisms. I ate a cone oh. krill last night. It's delicious. Tiny, tiny, tiny shrimps. <laughs> All right, let's see if we can get, get some points on the board here. So the next category is uh, in directors I like. Mm, cool. So, um, in in the up uh, 2023 upcoming Greta Gerwig Barbie movie, what two actors are what actors are playing Ken and Barbie? I can lock in for us, Tom, if you want. Okay. 
All right, so Margot Robbie is I definitely did know that. Barbie. I've seen Simu Liu is in it. Mm-hmm. Is he Ken? I think he's Ken. It sounds like he sounds like a Ken. He should be. Ken. You would know Ken. I think we're gonna go Margot Robbie and Simu Liu. Okay. Um. So uh, for this movie, I I think I know what answers you're going for, Caitlin. But they're actually gonna have three Kens and three it's a Barbies. Multi, multiverse of madness. Yeah, there are gonna be a multiverse of Kens and Barbies. <laughs> uh, Simu Liu is going to be a Ken, but I believe what Caitlin's going for is Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling are the main Barbie and Ken. Uh, yes, that is correct. Is Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling? I will give you Simu Liu because that was announced after I wrote this question. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Because there's gonna be um, a three Ben, three Kens, three Barbies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I think uh, like Malibu uh, Ken Gina or... Rodriguez is in it. I think she might be a Barbie. Issa um, Rae, I think, is going to be a Issa Barbie. Issa Rae is another one, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the new Doctor but Who, Those too. were all announced earlier this mm. week, and I already wrote this question. Probably should have edited it, but Sounds you know, like it's I'm going to give you credit meta. for both. It's going to be a bonkers movie. I'm like, excited. Like the Chippendale movie yeah. is I'm, awesome, too. I'm really excited to see the box office competition, because that's the same weekend that Oppenheimer comes out, and it is like <laughs> two polar opposite films. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're right. Christopher Nolan and uh, a Barbie yeah. double feature. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Greta Gerwig. It'll, it'll be good though. So. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Um, all right, so the, I'm I'm marking both teams as correct on that one because right points on wrong. the board technically correct. All right. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into another category. Let's go into some sports. I'm um, pointing at Matt. <laughs> <laughs> is is this question about real tennis? <laughs> No, fake tennis only. So, uh, so, uh, so Tom is an enthusiast of real tennis, aka court tennis, which is like tennis except it's insane in every way. Yeah. Like you can play off the walls, and it's in an oddly shaped room with like walls that jut out, and, and like walls three that, yeah, of the and it's all legal. Three of the walls have roofs. Yeah. It's insane. Look it up. I hope. I hope it's an everybody Olympic Google sport it. Day. I have never heard of this, so now I'm gonna have to like do a deep dive. It's <laughs> gonna be a Wikipedia rabbit hole after this. It'll be a misinfo episode. That's where we're yeah. going for. Everyone, uh, go. everyone, Google it, and then uh, Tom's gonna take us to play, and we'll what we'll to videotape that because it'll probably be horrible. Look insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, lo- losing team has to play. Tom. <laughs> um. All right. So your sports question. What quarterback from Wyoming was the seventh overall pick in the 2018 NFL draft? He now holds the single season passing yards and touchdown record for his franchise. Uh, I think I know this one. So we're going to lock in. All right, Tom, they're pretty confident, or at least Matt's pretty confident. Um, Not sure how you feel. 2018 makes me think of uh, Justin Herbert, who's one of my favorite quarterbacks. And I think he's from uh, like a Wyoming, a Montana Something like that, but I could be way off. I think he's out of. I thought he was Oregon. Oh no, you're right. He's a duck. Yeah, you're you're correct. That's right. And it was the 2020 draft. That was 2020, really. He was very, very new. To See, league. I can't even. I can't even recognize the last two years. So, mm-hmm. so 2018. Everything blends together. <laughs> it does. Uh, so that means what? Four years ago, someone who would be a big passer right now. Oh, you know what? It's got to be uh, Josh Allen, right? Because he's. He's a huge thrower. I think oh, he was from one of those. Oh my states. gosh! And that is my team too. I was stuck in the. You're right. Plus, Josh plus, Allen. I'm just gonna just a little game theory here because Caitlin <laughs> loves the Buffalo Bills. So let's go, Josh Allen. Can can we edit this and make it sound like I came out with Josh Allen? Because my <laughs> wife is from Buffalo. Oh, here we'll, and she's gonna be so mad. I can't. And, you know, I, can't uh, I can't just create it out of nothing, Tom. You know. Um, save a marriage. Save a marriage. <laughs> Uh, I will say so that. Why are you both Buffalo fans being from the Carolinas? She's really... from Buffalo. Oh, okay. But she's from but Buffalo. Caitlin is too. 
This my is... husband is from Buffalo. Oh, this is so oh my weird. Gosh. I'm from I'm from downstate New York, though. Oh, okay. Wow. So yeah, we'll go Josh Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I right. I actually saw this man chatting it up on uh, on PGA this morning for some reason. They they wanted his opinion on golf, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Josh Allen. Uh, yes, it is Josh Allen because we are avid Bills fans in this house. So <laughs> I had to ask a Bills oh. question. Yeah, I guess I'll be single next time I'm on Triviality. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if Josh Allen's genius uh, got off on uh, Mitch Trubisky with the Steelers. Oh yeah, possibly. Yeah. This is this is a weird game of coincidences. He's a chemical engineer. He's married to someone from Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> this is strange. <laughs> All right, so that is points for both teams. Um, all right, let's get into a, another category, which I'm sure you guys are familiar with, podcasts. Oh, we dabble. Yeah. yeah what is dabble, that? just a little bit. It's a hobby. <laughs> where where do I and where do I listen to them? Yeah, what radio station <laughs> is that on? Uh, all right, so what... The 2022 book Anatomy, a Love Story was the debut novel from which author and host of the podcast Noble Blood? I don't know what any of those things are. I know this one, Tom, from being on Twitter all the time, if you trust me. For the, I'm not on the Twitter because I I don't know if Noble Blood is like a pun about them because usually they they like to have a title that's like a pun on their name. Yeah. Should we say uh, I I don't know? I would think Mark it'd be Marin. Mark Marin is uh WTF. WTF. Oh. Well, he, he, yeah. I'm just Chris Hardwick. That's uh ID ten T. Oh. The Conan O'Brien show. Sure. Conan O'Brien. All right. Uh I believe um this person, yeah, is an author, does the podcast, and I believe just got married to uh someone I can't remember the last name, Ian, who is on the late late show with James Corden and is on a different podcast where they draft stuff. Anyway, I believe it's Dana Schwartz. Oh. Uh, yeah, the host of Noble Blood is Dana Schwartz. Wow, good job, Neil. Thank you. I just see her tweets all day. So I, I know the name, but I would never have gotten there. I, I Luckily, that she tweeted a ton when her book came out. And I remember when I was doing uh, my book, I was like, oh, maybe we should send one to her to, to blurb. Okay. And they said, well, it's not really in the same genre. It probably wasn't worth it. So I just remembered her name from then. But Nice. Yeah. Well, that's the first little bit of separation since the game started. After five questions, the uh, worst have 20 points and the best mm. appropriate for their name, 30. Makes <laughs> sense. All righty. Uh, let's get into your question number six, which is uh, going to be in the category of Taylor Swift. Ken's just turning uh, red over there. <laughs> I promise I have I a good it. mixture. You're gonna love the you're gonna love the middle round. It's gonna mm -hmm. or the yeah, it's gonna be good. The swing round is gonna be good. Um, all right, your question. Lord Taylor Swift collaborate. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift collaborated with what band made up of sisters on the song "Nobody No Crime" off her album "Evermore"? Are we locked in with whatever you want? Okay. There is one band of sisters that I do enjoy um, that I like to listen to uh, called Heim, if you're familiar. No. Uh, so they're, 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 they're Wilson play. Phillips for the new generation is what they are. <laughs> yeah, they're multi-instrumentalists. Uh, they all sing. They all play uh, guitar, drums, all that good stuff. Very talented. Um, but they seem like they'd be a great mix with Taylor Swift uh, for some sort of song or album. So if you're cool with that, 
Yeah, I'm 53, so the only sisters I knew were like the Pointer Sisters. Mm. <laughs> I think the, don't think the they're the Twisted Sisters. <laughs> I mean, Taylor, the Twisted Sisters. That's right. Yeah, I right. would pay for that collaboration. <laughs> that would be a really good collaboration. But yeah, let, we're gonna lock in with uh, with Heim. I like Heim. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I like them so much. I put it down as our answer. So we also said Heim. Uh, the correct answer is Heim. All right. All right. Well done. Good job, Matt. I didn't know that. They were the only sisters I could think of in that kind of genre or realm right now that are putting out music. So. Yeah. Yep. All righty. Uh, your question number seven is going to be in history. I was the Lord High Chancellor under Henry VIII. I was canonized as a martyr in 1935. I wrote the book Utopia. Who am I? Do you have a good... No, I have nothing. Oh, he's got nothing. So I'm going to write down a last name and we're in. I was just reading trivia facts about the book Utopia, but I could not pull the. You didn't read the, the author who wrote it. Yeah, I, I did not read the author, so you thought that was too trivial. Yeah, <laughs> you're actually just reading about Euphoria. Oh yeah, you're right. I was yeah thinking about Zendaya. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is that your answer, Zendaya? I don't know. Tom, might, you might know Tom. I don't know. Do you have any idea on this one? For some reason, the name Thomas keeps coming to my head, but does that ring any bell for you? No, that's you. That's your name. <laughs> I wrote Utopia. <laughs> uh, Several hundred years before you were born. I, Thomas sounds, I mean, that sounds like a. This, I won't say it's his first name, though, but I don't know. That, that's like the Lucky Johnson of like early English history. Yeah, right. Or like middle English history. Because I was thinking like Cromwell because of something of the Lord High Chancellor, but I think he was Lord something else. Uh, Lord, I don't know, Beekeeper or something. But yeah, we want to just go <laughs> Thomas, maybe? Well, sure, sure. All that's right. fine. And I chose Cromwell. Hmm. All right. So the Lord High Chancellor Cromwell was one oh, after this guy. Come on. Uh, this is Sir Thomas More. Oh. Oh. You were close, Tom. <laughs> In the Tudors, he was played by uh, Jeremy North Northam. That was going to be Sir Dave Thomas. No. <laughs> Mr. Of, Wendy's. Of Double Stack. I was going to say uh, the other Dave Thomas, the half of the, the Canadian comedy duo. <laughs> <laughs> well, some consider Wendy's a utopia. I'm one of those people. All right. Your eighth question is going to be in TV shows. Uh, what British crime drama adapted by Anthony Horowitz has been airing since 1997 and has had such characters as Tom Barnaby, played by John Nettles, and D.S. Charlie Nelson, played by Gil William Lee. I can lock in if you're good, Tom. What's what's that slang term for like the police station that I'm trying to pull? Bullpen? No, uh, that's not it. But we can we can say that. Okay, the bullpen. It's the Bobby Files. <laughs> the Bobby Files. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this show has been around a really long time. Uh, it's a great show. It's based on a bunch of books. Uh, Anthony Horowitz is an awesome author. He wrote probably what my favorite book is right now, Magpie Murders. But uh, From this... what I know from the target audience, which is mostly like pensioners in England. And me. It's yeah. not surprising. Neil and and, and, and me. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is uh, Midsummer Murders. Uh, yeah, the correct answer is Midsummer Murders. What's that show I was trying to think of? You said it was a slang term for Scotland Yard or? Or just like a MI5? Like no. Uh, pri not Prime Suspect, Line of Duty. Peaky oh, Blinders. Oh, Peaky Blinders. British, that's the Thin Red Line. Neighbors. <laughs> you, you answered it one time a long time ago. Oh, I never Nation heard of Street. it. But 
the the blue um thin blue line no, no it's with blue i know what you're talking about something. blue blood Anyways. starring uh sorry for the distraction. tom Selleck. tom Selleck. <laughs> noted british actor tom, tom Selleck. <laughs> need more toms in this game i mean he does have a very british mustache that's mm-hmm. fair all righty uh your next question is going to be in the category of desserts uh, what pastry made up of layers of puff pastry and pastry cream and then glazed with marble icing is also called a Napoleon? I was going to say Napoleon. Okay. So I don't know the other answer. Uh, we can lock in uh, oh, and let them talk. Of course you can. <laughs> Caitlin, this is like the perfect game for me. What are, What do you know about French desserts that aren't crips? I'm sure, I'm sure it's delicious. Uh, beignet. You want to say, even though it's probably wrong? That seems... I, I would rather say coffee cake than, okay. than that. A coffee cake. Uh, now, the Oakbrook Mall, which is near us, uh, mm-hmm. there's a place called Macaron. Uh, they have some you know, desserts and pastries there. You can get one of these there. And they also it, have a, a real fondness for a certain French president. They do. Uh, yeah. Um, but this is uh, one of my favorite terms they always say on Bake Off. They, they want to make their millefeuille. That's what we're locking in with. Uh, yeah, this is one of my favorite desserts. And when I was a kid, whenever we used to go into New York City, uh, we'd also always stop it um, in Little Italy, and, uh, which weirdly enough had a great bakery that had a French dessert in it. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is Mealfoy. Wow. Uh, I thought also, he was the it, bad guy in Harry Potter. Thousand sheets or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that one always looks really hard when they, they uh, have to make that on Bake Off, but uh, it's always tasting very good. Uh, all right, and your final question in the round is going to be in science again. Um, what is the piece of lab equipment used to grow micro- microbiological and cell cultures while maintaining optimal temperature, humidity, and other environmental conditions? So they're locked in, Tom. Uh, as you know, I'm not good with science. All I came up with was, was Petri dish, but that would be way too simple, I think, an answer. Do you have any idea on this one? I think it's where you put the petri dish, probably. Yeah, the the first word that came to my mind was incubator. Hmm, I like that. I think so too. Incubator. Incubator. That makes sense. That would be a good way to describe this. Mm-hmm. Um, we said the homeostasis chamber. Wow. Yeah, not good. <laughs> All right. So are you? We use these a lot um, in uh, pharmaceuticals because I work with. Um, cell lines a lot so these are incubators oh nice pull oh nice i wasn't thinking about it in terms of like incubating oh yeah right growing stuff yeah Yeah. we do put petri dishes inside them (laughs) yeah this show was uh born out of an incubator was it yeah the incubator of our minds it's true. Okay. All right. And after 10 questions, <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> your scores are as follows 30 points uh, for the team who is the worst, and uh, 70 points to the best of times. That makes sense. Best of teams. Best of teams. I stand corrected. I'm going to try and actually do the team names correct. That once. would be the best of times if you could do that. It would be. And Kaylin, you said you had a special swing round for us today that everyone was going to love. So, what is the oh, category yeah. today? Yeah. Um, the category. <laughs> Is going to be periodic spelling. Ooh, okay. <laughs> was that the response you're looking for? Ooh, I've never <laughs> cringe. I've never been uh, more so, happy in my entire life. Yeah. So the way um, I, I prom I promise you, it's it's not nearly as awful as you think it might be. But so I am going to be giving you a bunch of periodic elements that end up spelling. Um, 
spelling a word. So you're going to have to name the, uh, the word it spells and then also the missing element. So there's two parts. To this. Okay. okay. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, and so, like, so it's what I'll, you'll, you'll get it. With yeah, the first I'm one. sure. Um, all right. Uh, germanium plus what equals this sequence of nucleotides uh two molyd bium or molyd bedum i can't say this word molybdenum molybdenum thank you uh plus what plus tantalum plus sodium equals this u.s state who elected jeanette rankin as the first woman to federal office all right uh three what plus erbium plus sulfur plus erbium plus potassium equals this word whose origins come from Norse, Norse legend about warriors who wore bearskins. Uh, number four, astatine plus what plus nitrogen plus tantalum equals this TV show premiering in 2016 starring Zazie Beetz and Lakeith Stanfield. All right, uh, helium plus rhenium plus what plus carbon equals what Joan of Arc was convicted with before being burnt at the stake. Uh, number six, osmium plus ma this molybdenum. I can't. Molybdenum. Molybdenum. Thank you. Molybdenum. I I have struggled with this word my entire life. Yeah. Molybdenum. molybdenum. Plus what plus sulfur equals this. Spontaneous movement through a permeable membrane. Uh, number seven, what plus uranium plus barium plus rubidium equals this edible plant commonly stewed with sugar? Number eight, sulfur plus what plus nobium plus aluminum equals this Shondaland show starring Carrie Washington. Number nine is vandium plus americium plus what plus iodine plus rhenium equals this Bram Stoker creature. And then 10, what plus argon equals this armed conflict that is good for absolutely nothing. All right, we'll be considering these and we'll be right back. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Well, or call the police. Or call the police, like she should have, <laughs> exactly. What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. 
I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back with our answers. I think Matt and I did better than we expected. And um, yeah, let's let's get on with it. Number one, germanium plus what equals this de- this sequence of nucleotides? Uh, we weren't sure what uh, what we could finish this with, but we said gel, and we went with lithium. Tom uh, saved us on pretty much all of these, and uh, we went with neon and gene. Mm. Oh. The correct answer is neon and gene. That makes more sense. Uh, number two, uh, molybdenum plus what plus tantalum plus sodium equals this U.S. state who elected Jeanette Rankin as the first woman to federal office. Uh, we said Montana, and we went with nitrogen for the N. Yep. I wasn't really familiar with who Jeanette Rankin was, but when you put the elements together, you're left with an N, so we said Montana and nitrogen. Uh, yep, the correct answer is Montana and nitrogen. Question three. What plus eurybium plus sulfur plus eurybium plus potassium equals this word whose origins come from Norse legend about warriors who wore bearskins? We... Um tried some different permutations mm-hmm. of this and couldn't get it to work so we had to tap out on this i think that's unfortunate ken because it's one of your favorite anime movie series oh oh i see what it is now yeah we went with uh, berserk and uh, correct me if i'm wrong tom boron uh the correct answer is berserk and boron mm, we weren't even close all right uh question number four astonite astonine Plus what? Plus nitrogen? Plus tantalum equals this TV show premiering in 2016 starring Zazie Beetz and Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, pretty good show that I enjoy. I need to watch the latest season. It's Atlanta. And uh, we didn't know what the LA was, so we just said lanthium. We might have made that up. You're so close. <laughs> yep. we. Uh, this is one of those ones where Neil knew the TV show and I knew the element, so... Worked out great. We said Atlanta and Lanthanum. Oh. Come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm so proud of you guys, though. When I was out there, you guys were doing so great. This would have never <laughs> happened five years ago. That so. is true. It's not true. For uh, me, yeah, for the me. correct answer is Atlanta and Lanthanum. I know exactly the same am- amount of elements as I did when we started. <laughs> I've learned none and I've forgotten none. <laughs> All right, uh, question number five. Helium plus rhenium plus what plus carbon equals what Joan of Arc was convicted of, convicted as before being burnt at the stake? Uh, we said heretic, and we needed the T-I, so we said titanium. We said the same, heretic, titanium. Uh, the correct answer is heretic and titanium. 
All right. Uh, question number six. Osmium molybdenum plus what plus sulfur equals this spontaneous movement through a permeable membrane. I was thinking this was osmosis and we went with silicon. Yep. We agree. Osmosis and silicon. Uh, the correct answer is osmosis and silicon. Uh, all right. Number seven was what plus uranium plus barium plus rubidium equals this edible plant commonly stewed with sugar. We said rhubarb. I don't think I've ever had rhubarb. Have you guys? Tasty. Yeah. I've never had it. Uh, we said rhubarb and I think we chose radon for the R, but we weren't sure. Uh, we also said rhubarb and for the element rhodium. Uh, yep. The one that's missing is the RH for rhubarb and the correct element is rhodium. RH. Oh, yep. we spelled a rhubarb wrong. So we did. <laughs> uh, so that silent H should get you every time. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. Uh, number eight. Sulfur plus what plus uh, nobium plus aluminum equals this Shondaland show starring Kerry Washington. Uh, we said scandal and there was a little bit of debate about which one was the CA I think we needed and we went with calcium. Yep. This is the second one where Neil knew the show was Scandal, and we're looking for CA, and that is calcium. Uh, yep, the correct answer is Scandal and calcium. All right. Uh, and then number nine, Vandium plus Americium plus what plus Iodine plus Rhenium equals this Bram Stoker creature. Well, we first said Dracula, and we were like, that doesn't work. So then we said Vampire. Vampire. And uh, we went with uh, Plutonium for the P. Yep, we went uh, phosphorus for the element, and uh, we also went with vampire. We went vampire. Uh, yep, the correct creature is vampire, and the correct element is phosphorus. I didn't think we did great, talk but we've about done getting, worse than that. Talk about getting staked in the heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, and question number 10. What plus argon equals this armed conflict that is good for absolutely nothing? Say it again. We said war and tungsten for the W. That's what we said, too. We said, huh, war <laughs> and tungsten. Uh, yep, the correct answer is war and tungsten is your W. We were, like, right there on half of them. We just couldn't, couldn't nail down the element. All right, and the scores are in for the uh, the teams following the swing round. Uh, we have the worst of teams uh, trailing a little bit behind with 55 points. And in the lead, the best of teams with 120. Jeez. It is uh, holding to its name. Well, speaking of the best of teams, we have the best team over at Patreon uh, helping us continue our show, uh, making it grow and get better each year. Uh, we have two patrons here with us today that we um, you know, cannot thank enough for their support. Uh, but we just passed 250 patrons. We're almost at 260 on our way to, uh, excuse me, we passed 450 patrons. Yeah, come on. I know, uh, on our way to 500. So we're, we're almost there to 500. So thank you to everyone who's been signing up recently over the past few weeks, uh, helping us get to 500 patrons. We can't thank you enough. Mm -hmm. uh, if you'd like to join uh, Caitlin and Tom over at Patreon to get some uh, extra perks like stickers, boxes, but most importantly, uh, a ton of extra audio content each month to uh, bonus episodes each month. You can go to patreon.com slash triviality podcast to join them and help support the show. And you I know just... what I love, Neil, is that you can give your support in your native currency. So I love seeing 14 Australian bucks. I don't know what it is, but we appreciate Dollars. it. Dollars. 
Australian okay. dollars. That's okay. true. Yeah. So thank you to everyone internationally. Yeah, who's been signing up. It's always nice to see, uh, as Matt said, uh, sort of the the pins on the map uh, from all over the world. That really uh, means a lot to us that uh, we're reaching far and wide. So thank you to everyone. Also want to say that a couple of years ago when we set out our Patreon, we only had a couple goals. The first one we had achieved pretty quickly. That was to upgrade all the equipment in the studio. We've done that. We only have one other stretch goal out there. We're almost a quarter of the way there, and <laughs> it's uh, we all decide to quit our jobs and do this show full time. Yay! So. So uh, that, that's something I never thought we'd even get a quarter of the way to. Uh, yeah, so but with you. inflation, we're going to have to stretch that out. So maybe when, we're, six, <laughs> maybe when we're 60 years old, we'll get there. I was going to say, at the current rate, we, we've got about 20 just, years just of this switch show. switch to rice and beans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, thank you so much for your support. It really is the way that uh, we can continue to keep this show running and uh, you know producing at such a high level. Mm -hmm. and and let's keep this everyone. game running and move on to the second round. Yeah, all right. So your second round first question is going to be in reality TV shows. Um, so inspired by the popularity of Bridgerton, what current NBC dating show follows Nicole, a Seattle-based engineer and former Seattle Seahawks dancer, and 16 suitors who go all out with old-fashioned flourishes to charm her? I have never heard of this show, but I must watch it. Was this ringing a bell to you? No, you're just trying to think of a... I'm just trying to think of a funny, like, Jane Austen sort of answer. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Bride and Prejudice. I like that. There you go. I was, I was like, sense and... Uh, lack of sense <laughs> and sensibility, Bride and Prejudice. Okay. Uh, we have no idea. So we're going to lock in with Bride and Prejudice. Where a, a young uh, suitor tries to find someone else that isn't uh, racist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh... uh so I, I normally am pretty good with um, reality shows. I don't watch them. I know I just know a lot about them. But this one I'm not too familiar with. But I think they're on the right track at least. So I'm trying to think of what would be a fun term for a dating show that's inspired by Bridgerton. So like sort of that uh, Victorian era or pre-Victorian era. So just thinking of a term, trying to think of a term for like dating. Courting. I like that. Um, I, courtship, courting. Uh, do you want to go with the courtship? The courtship. That sounds like a show. Sounds clean. So God, we'll go I, with that. I don't know what rectum you pulled that out of. Uh, your correct answer is the courtship. Oh, no nice. way. That's all time. So. <laughs> uh, Bride and Prejudice, by the way, is a great Bollywood remake of Pride and Prejudice. And it is amazing if you have not seen it. <laughs> it's a worth a watch. <laughs> I believe it. Nice job, Tom. <laughs> the courtship. The, de the, the decision to say the in front of it, too. Yeah. I just, why? Uh, I, it sounds more like an event TV. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sorry, guys. I don't think there's any way you can win Matt, this game today with that kind of a performance. Day. <laughs> I would think with the Seahawks dancer, it would be a... He's got a chemical engineer on his team. This is like... <laughs> yeah, it's not good for us. not our day. <laughs> All right. Uh, question number two. What... NBC show surpassed Gunsmoke to become the longest-running live-action primetime TV series. So, Tom, I've heard this fact before, and it, it, my brain is blanking right now. I'm just trying to think. I mean, Gunsmoke was around for a long time, and... The only one I can think of was... I mean, the first one that came to my mind, obviously, was The Simpsons, but then she said live-action. So then I thought maybe SVU. Oh, you know what? Lon yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's been around forever. Um, I don't know if it's Law & Order or if it's SVU. Or... Well, Law & Order stopped for a while. It just came back. 
um, with uh, Mas- Sam Masterson and stuff. But I think SVU, couldn't though... Couldn't get Jerry Orbach for some reason. Couldn't get Jerry Orbach. Um, I, I like SVU. Do you want to go Law & Order SVU? Yes. All right. Let's do that. We said Law & Order. Uh, I need prompt. I'm prompting you. All right, let's... It's not criminal intent, yeah. so... <laughs> so we'll say SVU. Or one of the new ones. Yeah. <laughs> SVU. Uh, yeah, you're, it is now in season 23, wow. I believe. It's Law and Order SVU. The ice And Law vehicle. and Order did come back and technically also passed Gunsmoke, but it wasn't like in a row because mm-hmm. they're on season 21. Okay. Mm. And Gunsmoke had 20. All right, great poll, Tom. Um, yeah, all right. Your third question in your second round here is going to be in sports again. Uh, so if you know anything about me, I've been a competitive swimmer for <laughs> decades. Um, so here is your question. Uh, one of the hardest events in swimming is the 400 individual medley. What is the order of the strokes? All right. Uh, Matt and I put our heads together and I think we have an answer. Okay, Tom, I'm trying to visualize, uh, the swimming races and trying to see what their body looks like, but I... Correct me if I'm wrong. I think one of them's got to be... I mean, I can't blame you. Well, yeah, that's true. You have to. Mm-hmm. Um, the Speedo is alone. So Butterfly has to be one of them. Breaststroke. Is Freestyle the one where it's just like normal swimming? Is that Freestyle? Yes. Okay. And then Backstroke? Uh, and Backstroke. Those are the four strokes. And kind of like Caitlin, I was on swim team all through high school. Perfect. And um, So I think... And you said individual medley, right? Yeah, I, said individual I think the relay they go backstroke first, then butterfly and breaststroke and freestyle. I think when you're doing individual, I think it's butterfly, backstroke, butterfly, backstroke, breaststroke, freestyle. Okay, I I think you remember by saying like butter back breast free. I think so. That that <laughs> jives with me. I, I figured freestyle was the last one because of the speed, and then butterfly was the first. But you filled in the blank, so let's go. Yeah, butterfly, backstroke breaststroke freestyle and we said breast back fly free uh so the correct answer for this one um like like tom said uh the uh relay is is a different order because diving in on your back would be really hard um so that relay is back breast fly free but the individual is fly back breast free yeah, chemical engineer is also on the swim team. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> well, the spouse from Buffalo. I know. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, number four is uh, kind of a mismatch of categories, um, but uh, it is Gemini season. So I'm going to ask a question about the Gemini Zodiac. Um, you a Gemini, Gemini Tom? No, okay. <laughs> I would well, have walked the out. And there's the where we stop. But I, I am willing to learn. You'd technically yeah. be a Gemini. Uh, so your question number four is: Gemini is represented by the Dioscuri, twin half brothers in Roman and Greek mythology. Uh, YA readers might remember them as the cameraman and an Avox from the Hunger Games series. Who are they? So I don't think these would be like big, famous the the famous gods, mm-hmm. right? There's no Hermes, no. Uh... I think these. Would I believe be it's like pronounced lesser, lessers. <laughs> Some Sorry, of the lessers. I got nothing here. Which means I got nothing. Oh, Let's say man. Zeus and Poseidon. Okay, 
Okay. Uh, they're locked in. I'm familiar with uh, the characters from the Hunger Games, but I... Oh, wait. Okay. Uh, One of them, I think, is Pollux. That, no, that's right. I, you're, you're totally making my brain um, fire up here. Tingle. Tingle, yes. Uh, Jeffrey Wright, I think, is one of them in in the movie, in the second one, which is my favorite one. He's the one with the glasses, and he's like a, a, a hacker or whatever. I think he's one of them. Um, Pollux, yeah, that sounds right. So Pollux, and then... That's the one who paints by just flicking paint. He just, he just, exactly. He brings a paintbrush only to the Hunger Games. Yep. Um, I can't. I don't think I could tell you the other one. Um Pollux and Hydra. I know Hydrox is the cookie. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm trying to remember Pollux and Bollocks. He's full of it. This is going to sound crazy. Is there something like Linus? Linus. Ooh, yeah, with an L. That sounds familiar. Pollux and... Uh... Linus. I, that's the only thing that keeps coming to my mind. Yeah, that's let's... a stinky kid, right? I, I feel like one of them is an L. Let's just go Linus. That sounds... If Tom pulls this Hunger Games question, I'm walking out. <laughs> yeah, let's go Pollux and Linus. We said uh, Zeus and Poseidon because we had no idea. All right. So in uh, Greek and Roman mythology, I'm sure you're familiar with there's Romulus and Remus, which is the which are brothers, but that's not them. The correct answer is Castor and Pollux. Mm. Oh, Castor. Good news. Yep. Ken is stuck here. Yeah. Uh, and Caitlin, is that, are those the characters that Jeffrey Wright played? Like, uh, No. Uh, so they were actually in... The third movie, oh, okay. um, they were like when they were doing all the propaganda filming and things in the third movie, they were camera people. Okay. Um, and one of them was uh, an Avox, which is somebody who had their tongue cut out and is mute. Oh, okay. I I was thinking of, of BT uh, from the second one. Yeah, I see. BD. Or BD. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yep. So Castor and Pollux are who the Gemini twins are. Um, all right, let's get into your question number five, which is going to be in movies, but kind of TV. <laughs> um, what actor from Gilmore Girls played Weasel in the 2021 film Suicide Squad? He was also the motion capture performance for Rocket in Avengers Infinity War. We can lock in, Tom. All right, we're locked in, too. So we said the director's brother, Sean Gunn. Yeah, uh, he played uh, Kirk on uh, Gilmore Girls, who always had a different uh, occupation, which was always fun. Uh, we said Sean Gunn. Uh, the correct answer is Sean Gunn. Hmm. All right. Off to Good a job, Neil. better start this round uh, for both teams, um, but the score gap hasn't changed too much. Um, we've got the worst of teams with 75 points, and with 160 points, the best of teams it's is gotten much worse. still what are you in the talking about? Much, much worse. <laughs> they got four and we got two. What I, the hell are you even... Yeah, we need a new scorekeeper. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing the Neil thing where, like, Just it's all equal and, like, everyone is, like, oh, it's so it's close. It's neck and neck, and... people. Stay tuned. <laughs> Anyone's game. Don't Listen. turn off the podcast, whatever you do. We final need round downloads. categories. Things I'm like, Tom Sargent knows. Things Neil knows. I'm just like, it's like the dog, the meme, where the, the flames are around. I'm like, this is fine. Everything's great, guys. Kaylin, I love you being on the show. I love talking to you. You're, you're great to hang out with. We have nothing in common. I just discovered. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get number six. All right. Uh, question number six is in... Uh, alcoholic beverages. All right. <laughs> <Sorry>. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Not forget. Get the f 
out of here. He owns a li- the man owns a liquor store. All right. Uh, what brand of hard cider owned by the Boston Beer Company has its headquarters in Hudson Valley, New York? The crisp apple flavor is not as bitter or irritable as the name may suggest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I get it. I think it. we got one. So we're in. I think I know this one. Okay. Do you carry this? No, in South Carolina, we're not allowed to sell ciders in our liquor stores. Really? Because the we kids, can only the sell kids like it. beer. I mean, we can only sell um, liquor and wine. Wow. Um, it, would this be Grumpy Jack? I was thinking Angry Orchard. Oh, that, that makes more Who's sense. Grumpy Jack? Much better. Grumpy Jack, I think, is a cider. I had Because in London, I used to, when I was there, I only drank ciders because I, I didn't want to drink beer. But it was normally Strongbow or Magners. But I remember there was a Grumpy Was it Grumpy Jack? Maybe. Anyway, I, I think, think Angry Orchard sounds right. Yeah, we said Angry Orchard also. Uh, so this, he- the headquarters for this company is actually in my hometown in New York. Um, this is Angry Orchard. Grumpy Jack. All right. So what Neil <laughs> was looking for, there is a company that makes a brand of dry cider. It's 6% alcohol by volume. Uh, first produced in 1727 by Simon Cider. It's known as Scrumpy Jack. <laughs> Scrumpy Jack. Scrumpy Jack. S C R U M P Y Jack. This this episode sponsored by Scrumpy Jack. (laughs) They were the official uh, sponsor of the England National Rugby Union team in the mid 1990s. And this podcast. Let's add that to their Wikipedia. (laughs) Okay. Uh, so question number seven is going to be in uh, the category of TikTok. All right. Oh, for Neil. Uh, <laughs> Not for Neil. We don't write games so specifically for Neil. For Neil. <laughs> this I'm is a game for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. What recently released song by Lizzo has sparked a TikTok trending dance originally choreographed by Jaden Gomez? Uh, we can lock in, Tom. Hmm. I think Jaden's part of that uh, influencer house, if I am correct. Hangs out with... A.K.A. the most annoying house yeah. to ever exist. Um, hanging out with that Charlie lady. Um, I don't know. You have no idea? No. Fun fact, though. I once saw Haim, and the opener was Lizzo. Oh. Oh, I remember you said that. Yeah. yeah. Crazy show. Doing her fluting. Yeah, it was like before she blew up. Flute and twerk. Pretty cool. Um, yeah, we don't know. Mm-mm. We don't know. Nope. Uh, what was that old Lizzo song? Uh, truth hurts. Why your truth score is hurts. great? Till truth they truth be feels great. good. That's what we're gonna go with <laughs> this time. Yes, the uh, truthening. Yeah, this song is uh, taking uh, TikTok by storm. Everyone seems to be doing it, uh, and uh, it's about damn time. Uh, yep, the new uh, Lizzo song is about damn time, and mm. that the dance is everywhere when you go on there. Even um, I'm doing it, just not recording it yet. <laughs> yet. Follow us on TikTok for Neil's dances. <laughs> I still haven't learned how to floss. Follow, so follow Triviality on TikTok. Watch Neil do the Lizzo dance. <laughs> it's only one video, just me dancing, but nothing else. Yeah. In the nude. Yeah. <laughs> we told him that was not, not <laughs> required. <laughs> okay. Uh, question number eight um, is in... Uh, well, this is kind of reality TV show, kind of movies, kind of food. Okay. <laughs> a little bit of everything. 
what American Idol runner-up plays the Dr. Pepper mascot, Little Sweet? This is not his first foray, foray into acting as he starred with his season's winner in a 2003 romantic comedy. I know it. I love Little Sweet. This is one of Matt's favorites. We were just talking about the American we're Idol just... runner-ups, <laughs> no. too. We were. weird. Yeah, uh, so you're locked in, Matt. Of you course. know, So, Tom, if you're okay with this, I'm uh, almost positive this is uh, Justin Guarini, who was in uh, from Kelly to Ju- from Justin to Kelly with oh, uh, Kelly like, Clarkson. Yeah. How dare you screw up that yeah. order? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he, he does. The... I just looked at the whole list of American Idol winners while we were you won't getting find ready. This we were looking for Philip Phillips. Philip Phillips, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, this is uh, Justin Guarini. He does the the high pitch like whatever. Yeah. I didn't even know that was him. I just know that he was the runner-up to Kelly Clarkson. So we said Justin Guarini. Uh, yeah, it was shocking when I learned that that was actually Justin Guarini in those commercials. But it is Justin Guarini who plays Little Sweet in the Dr. Pepper commercials. I feel like I told everybody I knew that's who it was as soon as I figured it out. That's a fun little shocking is, is that a person? The character, little sweet. He, yeah, he's like, like this tall. No, he's oh. like a he's like a small version yeah. of himself. He's, he's like, like a little like eighties rocker. Person. Oh, the little rocker oh. guy. He's like if yeah. you if Prince was on your shoulder as the devil. Little he, sweet. He wasn't the berries and cream <laughs> guy. That was a different. No, no, he wasn't the berries and cream. That was guy. a different guy. We should. <laughs> that was very That is a cream. I was debating on asking. I was debating on asking a question about uh, the berries and cream guy or the Quiznos sponge monkeys, oh, but yeah. I decided not to. <laughs> we should do a, a cover band, a Justin Guarini cover, which is Guar and Justin Guarini songs <laughs> only. But what, are we dressing as Guar? Yeah, absolutely. But singing Justin Guarini that songs? That would be, be okay. Yeah. That's the best are there more than, how many Justin Guarini songs are there? <laughs> it's a short set. It's a short yeah. set. We, we get, get we could do the encore. We get with in and out. Tunes. We get in and out with a quick twenty, and we're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So your question number nine is going to be in history again. Um, what Iceni queen and British folk hero, famous in the Victorian era, led an uprising against forces from the Roman Empire in either sixty or sixty-one A.D. to get revenge for her and her daughters? So no idea, Matt. No, not here with me. All right, we'll say Mary, Queen of Scots. Any ideas on this one, Tom? I have no clue. I don't. I'm trying to place what's going on in sixty to sixty-five A.D. Yeah, sort of drawing a blank. Good times. Yeah, good times. I mean, I feel like I've heard a story about you know fighting for the daughters, that kind of thing, um, on some show, but I, I could not even get close to a correct answer. So, Arya Stark. Good answer. <laughs> yes, do that. All right. So what is the answer? <laughs> uh, yeah, so there is some talk about her, whether she actually existed or not, um, but it's it's made that she's a folk hero, um, but uh, in the Victorian era, uh, she became popular again, but this is Boudicca or Boudicca. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm. I've heard that name. Can't Bud- place it, though. Boudicca. That's your rapper name, isn't it? It is. I. It's. It's all about philosophical slants on my lyrics, but I only perform in IKEAs. No, Buddha. Buddha IKEA. Buddha or, IKEA. Or putting dubs on your Kias. Or that oh, too. That's what I do. Yeah, Speaking of Kia, oh, their new logo. Every time I see a car oh, behind bad. me, it looks like Nine Inch Nails, and I always it's think like Trent Reznor's coming yes, behind me. Yes, I have seen that so many times, and I'm like, oh, it's Kia. <laughs> yeah. Right. Say it's your dad's Kia. Yeah, it's supposed to be very minimal. <laughs> I'm gonna tailgate you like an animal. <laughs> 
I'm gonna have leather interiors on the inside. <laughs> David Fincher directs the commercial where all the gerbils are murdered. R.I.P. <laughs> uh, the soul. Looks like he got stuck in his wheel. This was no accident. All right, uh, let's gracefully get the uh, tenth yes. question and bring this to a close. John Doe okay. has the upper hand. Sorry. Your final question in this. Uh, wonderful game that <laughs> was going well for some and not for others. Uh, for question number 10 is uh, this one. <laughs> yes. <Okay. laughs> uh, On TikTok. This is in uh, TV again. Um, after voicing Hercules in the 1997 Disney film, Tate Donovan went on to play Jimmy Cooper in what Josh Schwartz drama? Great for me. Oh, Matt. Oh, Matt. <laughs> I, thought, I was so excited. <laughs> I thought the final category was going to be Tom Sargent's own, <laughs> own children. <laughs> We're locked in. Uh, We're locked in. So when I think of Josh Schwartz, uh, Tom, I think of two things. One, that uh, at, at a young age, I wanted to also sell a TV show by age 25, and when I didn't, I felt like a failure. But two, that he did the OC before he did Chuck, which I used to watch all the time. So I believe Love this is the Chuck. OC. Both of those shows are like my whole past. Yeah. I think it's the OC if you're okay with that. Yep. Let's do that. Uh, that was C, one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, Jimmy Cooper, great character, bad father. Terrible uh, with money. Yeah, not good with money. Uh, we said the OC. Uh, the correct answer is the OC. Uh, this one yeah. was actually, this question was actually inspired by um, Jeffrey Sigurton, who was like, we were talking about this the other day, about he was wondering how hard this question, how hard a question about Tate Donovan would be. <laughs> so Love Tate Donovan. Oh, yeah, he's for great. these guys. Yeah, love, for love me, yes. Right from the get go, he's <laughs> he's making bad investments. Yeah, yeah. It's like by the second episode, you find out he's actually he's a broke. Scumbag, yeah. <laughs> he lost he lost the whole town's money. <laughs> Not great. Well, Jeff, looks like we broke a hundred at least. Yeah, I'm. I have to say that it's still anyone's game mathematically. But the worst team uh, has a score of one hundred and five points. You just broke a hundred, and um, the best team just broke two hundred. Uh, their score is two hundred even. Oh, so we, we can catch them. Yes, theoretically, depending on how this game plays out. In theory. It is not mathematically impossible. Improbable, yes. <laughs> what are the final round categories? Uh, yeah, so these are all part of kind of the same category. I just did a general five questions in the same category. Um, these are all about Harry Potter alumni. <laughs> not things that Tom Sargent can see in his house no. right now. <laughs> Championship soccer teams in Aiken, South Carolina that are filled with the children of Tom Sargent. Uh, the first one is, I mean, they're all about Harry Potter alumni. The first one is going to be in people. The second category is books. The third category is television. Fourth category is movies, and the fifth category is also movies. <laughs> but they're all under the category of Harry Potter alumni. <laughs> and the wagers are now in. Uh, looks like we're doing 20s all the way down to see if we can save our hides. Doubtful. And you guys are doing what? We're going to do uh, 10 on people, 5 on books, and then 30 the rest of the way down. All right. Sounds good. What are the questions? Uh, question number one. Daniel Radcliffe is set to star in an upcoming biopic for the Roku channel about what man? Question number two. Uh, 
what book by Stephen Kabuski was adapted into a movie in 2012 and starred another Harry Potter alumnus? And that is, uh, Stephen is uh, P-H-E-N um, and uh, Trubusky is C-H-O-B-O-S-K-Y. And yep, and number three, uh, another alumnus, Rupert Grint, uh, has gone on to star in shows like Snatch and what psychological horror series on Apple TV? Uh, question number four. Uh, before starring in the Harry Potter series, Tom Felton played P. Green in what movie based on a children's book by Mary Norton? And number five. Uh, one of the other Weasley siblings, Bill, was played by Donald Gleason, who later starred as a time traveler in what Richard Curtis movie, also starring Rachel McAdams? All right, those are the questions. Let's see what we can salvage here, Matt. Shall we? <laughs> we'll see. You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the Chart Topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week movies music even science and disney we've got something for every trivia buff in the car no more crickets chirping on those long journeys Yay! the family road trip trivia podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages teens toddlers adults it doesn't matter spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode new episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. And we are back with some answers, it appears. Probably, some better than others. Yeah, we'll see. And uh, let's get the questions one more time and see how it all plays out, though I can guess. <laughs> no spoilers. Uh, yep. Uh, question number one was, Daniel Radcliffe is set to star in an upcoming biopic for the Roku channel about what man? All right. Feel good about this one. Uh, Weird Al. Yep, we agree. Weird Al. This is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good one. Uh, yeah, I thought it was very interesting casting, but you know what? Danny Radcliffe can do no wrong. It's Weird Al. Weird Al Yankovic. Supremely nice guy. Very good in Lost City. Weird Al. Mm -hmm. uh, question number two. What book by Stephen uh, Trubusky was adapted into a movie in 2012 and starred another Harry Potter alumnus? We didn't know this one at all, but we assumed it was... Uh... Um, what's her name? Emma Watson. Emma Watson. I remember a movie that she was in. It was like all serious. I can't really remember the name of it, but we said relapse because I thought it had something to do with that. Yeah. We agree. This one is um, an Emma Watson movie, and uh, it was one that my daughter really liked to watch. So, so probably the only not reason I knew this one, um, it was The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, that one. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, your correct answer is Perks of Being a Wallflower. What what movie am I thinking of? The like really the dark. The Circle? The, no. 
not the bling was ring, it the right? one where she was like a burglar Ooh, like the, bling the bling ring, ring? <laughs> no not that one i'll look it up yeah i'm curious which one you're thinking of it's like all serious anyways continue uh question number three uh, another alumnus, Rupert Grint, has gone on to star in shows like Snatch and what psychological horror series on Apple TV Plus? Seems Matt knew this one. Yeah, I watch a lot of Apple TV Plus, uh, my Ted Lasso, and they were promoting uh, The Servant quite a bit. Yeah, uh, I think my brother watched this one. He told me about it a few times. We said Servant. Regression Regret. is the Emma Watson movie mm. with Ethan Hawke. The correct answer is servant. Uh, all right, question number four. Before starring in the Harry Potter series, Tom Felton played P. Green in what movie based on a children's novel by Mary Norton? We had no clue, so we said Bridge to Terabithia, though we think that one was too late. This one uh, I only knew because Tom Felton wasn't really in a lot of other movies, at least notably other than Harry Potter, uh, and I knew he was in a movie called The Borrowers, so that's what we locked in with. Oh, that one. <laughs> Uh, yep, the uh, villain in this was John Goodman, and it was the movie The Borrowers. Uh, and question number five. One of the other Weasley siblings, Bill, was played by Domino Gleeson, who later starred as a time traveler in what Richard Curtis movie, also starring Rachel McAdams? I think I know this one because I always see it on Netflix, and I think about watching it due to the awesome cast, and then I choose not to for whatever reason. And I think it's called About Time. Yeah, wonderful uh, romantic comedy from the writer of Love Actually featuring uh, Rachel McAdams, who loves being in movies where she uh, is opposite a time traveler. So we said about time. Yeah, she's in like three of them, right? Yeah, Time Traveler's Wife, this one. Uh, there's one that's leaving my brain right now, but yes. Was it Midnight in Paris? Midnight in Paris, yes, with Owen Wilson, yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. Yep, the correct answer is about time. Bill Nighy, too. It's always yeah, great. Bill Nighy. The science guy. Yeah. All right. And that's and, your game. <laughs> and, the, and that's our game. So we got to find out who won. We have to find out. You <laughs> <laughs> don't know. I will. I will say uh, that it was the best of teams. It was the worst of teams. Uh, it was definitely a tale of two different performances. Um, Thank you, you for guys, the correct reference. You guys did not go backwards. I, I, the first one was intentional that I screwed uh, up. I know, I know. Uh, you, guys, uh, you guys made some points up there. Uh, you increased your score from 105 to 125. Ooh. So not bad. Um, but uh, increasing their score with five more correct answers, going from 200 to a whopping 305 <laughs> points. The best of teams. Um, yeah. They're the cream of the crop. Th enough said. They are the cream of the crop. Unjustifiably in a position I'd rather not be in. But the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Thank you, gotta, you for you saying, the line, saying the cream Jeff. of the crop, Jeff. We have branding. Anyways, let's... Uh, <laughs> I was getting there, guys. <laughs> let's, Let me do my shtick. <laughs> let's go ahead and thank our guests and get the Dickens out of here. <laughs> if you catch my meaning. Uh -huh. I do indeed. So first so. of all, Tom... Great game. Seemed like a lot of this was in your wheelhouse, but uh, hope you had a great time. Any any final words from you? Um, I really did have a great time. I think Neil and I just kind of stumbled into a series of questions that were we could work off each other well. But yeah, it was great. I really appreciate you guys. You do an awesome job, and I look forward to every week to getting your crop drops or your regular shows. And I encourage everybody to support y'all and. Uh, y'all deserve it and y'all 
You're wonderful. Well, thank thanks you. so much. Mm-hmm. Glad we could finally get you on after all this time, and please come back again. And of course, our our regular guest, Caitlin. This is your third or fourth time, probably. Yeah. But uh, thanks for coming on again with this great game. Yeah, no, thanks. Thanks for having me again. Um, I, I'm happy to spend my, my birthday playing some trivia. So uh, I do want to give a shout out, though, to my friend Megan, who is an avid listener um, to you guys. We actually bonded over that when we first met because we because I was like, she's like, have you ever heard of Triviality? And I'm like, yeah, I know those guys. <laughs> Hi, Megan. Oh, wow. Megan, send us an email, Megan. We'll get you on the show. <laughs> yeah, she would oh, love yeah. that. Uh, but great. thanks for having me again, guys. Yeah, of course. It's great. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for hosting. Yeah, better, I better give a shout out to my my, my new wife also. Mm-hmm. My fellow Buffalo Bills fan. <laughs> I cannot apologize enough to. But um, Yes, who will still be your wife when this, this episode airs, right? Yeah. I hope so. Okay. Go, Lori. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you both so much. We really appreciate having you, and you both. And uh, all I can say is uh, that was Triviality on behalf of uh, Ken, Matt, Neil, and myself. That was Triviality. No, I did it backwards. I'm out of it today. So I, once again, don't have any fun category titles or anything. Run the whole thing back. Let me run this back, please. This is is not clean at all. No, I can't edit it. (laughs) Ken doesn't have the chops. Oh, wow. (laughs) The chops to recognize when something's uneditable, at least. The good news is we have an end clip that won't be in the episode. All right.